Hey everyone, this is Marcia Reiner, host of Profit with a Plan podcast, and my guest today is Whitney Stowell, and he's here to talk about why you and why it's how you can stand out in a crowded room on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. Well, hey, uh, uh, good oh. afternoon. Nope. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us business owners, increasing your profitability is always on your mind. And you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you found a podcast that helped, that shares ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner, known as the Profit Booster and a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability and guide your growth and plans for your future exit because building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I want to share strategies with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have a, a super powerful training called the 30-Day Profit Booster. And this is where I'll show you how you can uh, get a 45% boost in net profits in just 30 days, simply by following a three-step method that doesn't require that you're chasing more customers. This quick and easy profit-boosting strategy can be done without spending more money on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go check it out at 30 Day Profit Booster for more information. All right. Well, I have my guest on today. I'm really excited to have Whitney Stowell with me. He's the CEO and founder of Cribworks, a sales and business development consulting firm based in Washington, D.C. And over the last 15 years, Whitney has positioned commercial corporations, startups, and nonprofits to grow, foster new relationships, and crush their overall sales goals. From bringing the whiteboard ideas to life to building more than $100 million of new business, Whitney has taken very structured business development approach to growth. Whitney has worked in marketing, business development, corporate strategy, and government affairs across a diverse range of small and large businesses. Whitney, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hey, thank you, Marcia, and I'm really glad to be here today. Excellent. Excellent. So um, I thought this was going to be a really good topic because you have this kind of uh, niche or lane that you play in that I think is really, really important that we're going to talk about. But before we do that, um, how in the world did you get involved with business growth? I mean, we all kind of have our history and some fall into it and some just come out of the gate at it. How did you get into business growth? You know, that's a that's a great question. So I I started probably early in my career working for a defense contractor here and we were going after large large business large opportunities and uh my mentors at the time we had the, they uh, taught us actually how to look at opportunities in your pipeline that were small we call them ankle biters but also large opportunities that would actually help you really grow and be game changers uh for your business and those aren't ones that will will always find you. You have actually have to go out and develop the business, develop the relationships, see where the markets are are moving. And so we, I got very involved uh, with those types of opportunities. So that was overall uh, good for me to really understand and build 
uh, relationships and how to really go deep with, uh, with accounts as well. So that's where I ultimately started. And then I, when I moved to uh, Philips, the large healthcare conglomerate, we really had to learn about selling into multiple uh, markets from state and local to federal to large enterprise sales, but how we could really be able to build our overall business uh, and not just focus on one lane uh, and one revenue stream. So mm. but we were able to build that over time and, and really be able to uh, diversify how we were able to grow. And so that's really uh, what I felt uh, focused on and, and really enjoyed it and started a side hustle as well and built that as well. Love it. Love it. It's funny how we all come, come into business. And many of my uh, guests come on and talk about their corporate history and how they evolved into, you know, running their own thing after that. Um, but, you know, it's funny, business owners do the same thing too, right? They started their business because they had some sort of experience that uh, they thought they could improve by doing their own thing. Uh, and and I always jokingly say the mistake was they wrapped a business around it. <laughs> not yeah, that's realizing. a good way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it's 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 interesting how we all kind of have that common thread that that goes through. Very few people actually come out of the womb and say, "I'm going to be a business owner." Started my you know my uh, my lemonade stand and off I went from there. You know, so uh, I, I like I like hearing everybody's journey as as they come in. Absolutely, and and I ultimately eventually wanted to run my own business, but I also knew that I should I need to learn from the best in the business. I really understand that there's. I believe we strive in structure, but I wanted to know what it's like to work with a very large business that operates in, in structure that has a lot of uh, metrics uh, already in place that operates, you know, everything from Lean Six Sigma to, you know, what are your quarterly and monthly goals, but also working with smaller companies that one individual will operate sale, business development and operations. So, but so you see a different type of individual but also what they thrive on uh, as well. And then the the controlled chaos of, of a startup. You know, mm -hmm. what do you got to do to actually be able to keep the lights on at the end of the day? So it's a different type of environment, different type of drive, you know, different type of customer, but how do you actually grow? So it was really good to get a lot, some of that experience underneath my belt uh, before I went out and did my own thing. Love it, love it. And those are three very, very different markets. So um, thank you for sharing that. I always like to add a little personal touch as to, you know, why listeners, where listeners might connect a little bit more with you along the way. But um, I love the idea of our topic today. Our topic today is all about why you, right? And, and it's why the business owner, why their customers are going to choose you. And I think it's really funny. I think you had, had a social post that was out recently that mentioned the point that you're in a crowded room. Guess what, business owners? We're always in a crowded room. And so how do you differentiate yourself from the competition or the people in the room that are all saying the same thing? Oh, I help businesses grow. Okay, well, how do you do that, right? You know, you got to separate yourself. So I love this topic of why us and and why choosing you know you as as the as the 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 person the business of choice that they want to work with so i'd love to kind of come in and and figure out we do this and you're very strategic so let's talk about some of the strategies that we would use and and maybe you know go down some different paths but before that how do we really differentiate ourselves from the competition when we're standing in a very crowded room 
Sure. And uh, it's a it's a tough question. I'll put it up front. It is a <clears throat> excuse me. It is a very tough question. And it takes a lot of looking inside to do it. And it's sometimes what people do not want to do. I'll admit mm. they just want to bring in business, bring in business, bring in business. I get it. But I think the number one thing is you got to look inside. And it is something that you need to write down and can you can always continuously improve on. Uh, and the I always ask, uh, you know, clients, potential clients, even ask friends. I go, well, why would anybody want to spend $100 with you? What mm. makes you different? Whether you're trying to build lead generation, you're working on cybersecurity requirements, or you're in the construction business, doesn't matter what you're really in, why would a potential customer want to buy from you? You know, mm. and because there's a hundred of you, there's a thousand of you. There's just, a million of us. <laughs> there's a million of you. Right, exactly. <laughs> just here in uh, in the DC area, or if you go to another large metropolitan area, there's a ton of you, you know, and the customer probably gets a phone call from multiple uh, people of you all the time. Hmm. How are you going to differentiate yourself? And That's a great question. Yeah, it's so like build your differentiators, build what makes you different. You know, you have relationships. And so, so, those are just so let's let's stuff. talk about some of those differentiators that that actually stand up because um, you've got something that I want to come back to, but I think it's really important to talk about the differentiators. What are some of the things that we would consider differentiation? I know great customer service and thirty years in business is not a differentiator. It's a it's almost a standard these days. So how do you how do you choose what is a differentiator? Sure. So a differentiator. Uh, in my opinion, it's it's going to be what the client really needs uh, for whatever project they're going to be working on. So, for example, if they're if they have a need and it's say I need customer service, you know, maybe it's a customer service need that they really uh, for their upcoming project or whether whatever it might be for you to describe to them, it's like, hey, we have a twenty four seven. A uh, customer support line with a with a in with a real live person uh, for you. You know this is what we have, but you're providing metrics behind it. You're providing you know past performance to show to them that this is something that we have that stands above what somebody else might not already have. Like oh okay, but those metrics will really help you drive uh, yourself comparable to everybody else. So I think mm, that's interesting. one thing. To, yeah, the the metrics and the past performance, I think, really start to separate yourself. Okay. Okay. So then, so then, saying that, um, well, let's use your new. You're not that a lot of the listeners are startups, but let let's use your startup idea. If you don't have past experiences that and and metrics that you can, um layout for the customer how do you how do they separate themselves unless they're you know totally blue ocean kind of some brand new product how do they differentiate themselves so it's one it's one thing to look at is the, what is the value that you're going to be bringing to the customer so i think it's really what is the value that you're going to be driving to them and it's say you're going to be selling a, a certain service or a certain product it's is it something that they really need at the moment or do they want, which are two different, obviously two different things. But, you know, what are you going to give to them as a startup? You know, one thing that you could look at is 
you know, if somebody calls you, you're going to be the one picking up. Unlike in a large business, you're not always going to get the key decision maker. You can be a lot more tentative comparable to others. You know, your overhead is probably going to be a lot lower. You know, those are things that you can obviously sh uh, show and prove to the customer on what makes you different comparable to a large business. Yet your risk might be a little bit higher, but here's other ways that you can actually prove to the end customer that you, you're able to meet you know, your timelines on time, the in-person. You know, you got to be able to have uh, metrics-driven uh, differentiators and data-driven differentiators to actually really be able to get the customers here. Okay. So then describe the difference between a metric differentiator um, and a data-driven differentiator. Sure. I think I know, but just so we give the audience okay. that kind of yeah. Ability. So so for example, let's take a um, let's take uh, for metrics. You have backed metrics on items that you've improved on within a job within a, a, a past past project. So hey, we reduce the overall. Uh, uh, let's say in a like a, an energy project, we reduce the overall uh, utility uh load in this project from x down to y here's what we've been able to reduce and in a timeline so we have the kind of a here's how much money we saved you and here's how we actually shrunk the timeline and uh, here's how we it. did it yeah so th so you have some metrics behind that got so it got it got actually it. able to show the customer like here's how we were able to save you money and we did it you know more effectively and more efficiently and we did it on time Got it. Mm. All right. Okay. Now, now I really have it. The data can also show you during your a project with them. Here are all the metric points or the data points that we uncovered for you. You know, if you didn't have it already, but here's all the items that we were able to uncover for you. You know, if it's a, you know, if it's say, say a hospital project, it's like here's all the uh, we're able to show all the. Um, the wheelchairs that are actually exiting the hospital, and here's how many that are that are lost on a on mm. a on a daily basis or on a on a monthly basis. You're able to show those data driven points as well. So got it, got it. So that having that skill set could separate you from just the flat out price because if you're a hundred dollars and the other company's a hundred dollars, it's basically the same thing. Do I know company A or do I know company B? What other items can you offer? And whether it's it's um, data points or metrics that you can offer the customer to prove that you are the better choice. And is Absolutely. that what is that is that the lane that you're going in with the with the metrics and the data? Yes, and, and it is, but it's also does it what does it matter to the customer? Does it actually matter to the customer who's interact who you're talking with? Mm. You know, if it doesn't matter to them, then you know what does matter to the customer? Do you know the customer's hot buttons? What are they focused on within with the project? So it's also for you to get to know to the what the on what's on the customer's mind. <clears throat> if there's multiple decision makers within the customer, what does each one of them uh, find interesting or need to accomplish within an overall project? So you, you can actually speak to each one of them uh, to be able to get closer to the customer. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I think that that's, that's something that, you know, when you get, when you get beyond the, 
oh, we're family owned business. We've been on this street corner since, you know, 20 uh, or, or eight, 1980. And, you know, we've had mm-hmm. all these things that go on. You know, those are things that, as you just mentioned, really don't matter to the customer. The yeah. customer's looking at price functionality, you know, uh, warranty, possibly, you know, how, how, how long is this product going to last or the service? Can you back it up by, you know, the, the reputation of the company or the promise that you're making? And I love the way you put it in a way that it's all about what the customer needs. Right. right. It's not what it, who cares about you. <laughs> exactly. And, and in the differentiators, you know, it's all about what they perceive is valuable. And how can you highlight that in a way that your customer goes, Yeah, I like you over them. And therefore I'm going to spend my hundred dollars with you instead of them. And I exactly. think that's what we're, we're I think we're missing that in a lot of the communication that we put out on a regular basis, whether it's verbal, uh, or, or, um, or, or written or image imagery is how do we portray that? And I think that that's really important. I think it's, it's a missed it's, gap. It's a, it's a, it's a, a very big missed gap. Uh, I wouldn't say it's big as the grand Canyon, but it's definitely, you know, it, it's, it's gigantic. It's, yeah. It's big it is. It, it really is. Sorry, sorry go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's crazy how many people miss that. And they sit there and look in the mirror and go, look how pretty I am, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's definitely true because your your differentiators are a very powerful part of your marketing, of your sales and business development, of your social selling, of what when you're out in uh, with potential customers, how you communicate with them, but also how you're training new staff. They want to mm-hmm. know what to say. Be like, hey, this is what makes us different. And this is why people want to come talk to us because when you have new employees or existing employees, they are an extension of you, regardless if they're on the clock or off the clock. Because you never That's know what those, point. yeah, we never know when you could potentially bump into a lead. It could be at a happy hour. It could be uh, on the park uh, and you're just having a conversation. And those, if they have those uh, uh, differentiators in their heads, I mean, they could pick them up very quickly if they know them and they know them down cold. Uh, yeah, especially if you're in if you're in professional associations and organizations, which I always highly recommend. You're going to be a group of, amongst your peers, and crowded room. Yeah, it's a, cra- <laughs> it's a very crowded room, but they're also going to know, like, hey, I might know with something, but like, great, hey, this is how I can help you accomplish uh, what you're trying to uh, what you need. Um, right. Yeah. And I I was going to say, I think it goes a little deeper than that, too, because, you know, that's all forward facing outward direction, consumer or or customer communications and so on. But if you think about internally, because you mentioned this, uh, the first part that I wanted to come back to that you have to look inside. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're looking inside at your business and you're able to initiate the values and the on-time delivery with the things that you say you're doing, right? Then it not only acts as a differentiator, but then it's also acts as a proof point, right? Because now you're able to deliver on what you said because you've incorporated all those beliefs and values inside the business. You're 100% correct. And that's that's why I always say it's the toughest thing for people to do is 
to look inside. And I said, it's going to take some time. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's, uh, but sometimes the differentiators do not instantly, instantaneously happen. You got to think about why you, and it might not be when you're actually sitting down with a piece of paper and literally trying to write them down. It could be when you're cooking dinner, you know, when you're watching a movie, but it's like, write those, a why you ask your current clients, Hey, why did you choose me? What makes me the company that you want to work with? Like get, that's why past performances are so powerful. It's, and they will tell you, and they'd be like, you are the one who actually picks up the phone and can help us solve like this problem. Wow. I never thought about it like that. I thought you picked us because of price. Like, no. Right. Exactly. Your big ahas come out. Yeah. And and the worst thing you can compete on is price. Because exactly. then it's a race to a bottom. Because if you're a hundred dollars today and the guy down the street says he's 95, next week you gotta be 90 to beat him. And so it just it's 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 not the direction you want to be in at all. No, not at all. But those and all you have to do is ask your current clients to say, hey, why us? And it's like it's like they will most of them, I, I guarantee you, will say, This is why we chose you. And, mm. but they will, and if you've been working for a while, working with that company uh, for a while, they'll tell you additional reasons why, and just write it down, write it down, write it down, because that becomes powerful marketing, branding, you know, you name it, internal conversations to have. Uh, but then that can be a, a way to ask for referrals as well. So you're talking with one company say, Hey, we really appreciate, you know, you've helped us save X amount of money on this project. You can ask them like, well, thank you. Appreciate it. You know, anybody else that we've helped you do X, Y, and Z, who else can you help anybody else, you know, that might have this? Yes, by the way. And there's somebody else you can help refer, but getting down to those differentiators also helps that current client have that conversation with another company. Be like, Hey, this company I've been working with helped us say 20%, you know, year over year, they might be somebody of interest for you to work with. Exactly. Exactly. And I think happy, happy uh, customers are those that brag, you know, Um, and funny enough, um, customers, customers don't always realize all the benefits that they're getting when they work with you. So having that conversation and having that forefront on the on the mind and on their mind and helping them see, oh, yeah, you did. You did increase my, you know, my growth by 20 percent year over year. You did answer the phone every time I called. So even in that conversation with your past clients, you can reinforce what you'd like, you know, your company to stand for when you're, when you're differentiating yourself out there. Absolutely. And that sometimes extracting that from your employees is sometimes hard because you have to ask your employee, whether they're the account manager or they're, uh, they're on site with the customer, whoever it might be. It's like, Hey, can you just you got you got to ask that's there's that initiative that you need to provide to your current teams like hey we need to get some information out of our customer but it's it's for both your own benefit but also the customer's benefit uh yeah you gotta ask that's the, the initiative i think everybody does need to take yeah absolutely and it's uh it's hiring right and getting the right people in the play that that have the ability to ask and understand the goal of the company to to move them forward. 
That's really great. So, so we've talked about several differentiators, you know, the key metrics and the data points, and then the, the, the things that actually separate you from the, from the customer's point of view on it. When we're trying to really set ourselves up for success as a business owner, when we're communicating our differentiator, and again, I'm trying to have the visual of you're in that crowded room, right? How do you, how do you, are you wearing the red shirt when everybody's wearing the blue shirt or are you, you know, blending in with the blue shirt, right? And um, I'm wondering how, what's, what's your best way to communicate that with? with the audience out there? Do you have any kind of uh, formulas that you use when you're communicating that? So I always want to know like where to start. So I understand where to start first and be able to communicate, uh, be able to communicate forward. So to be able to understand, I, I obviously first want to know what they believe their existing uh, differentiators are first. Uh, so, all right. So you're talking to the to the um the business owner. You're not necessarily Correct. talking to the consumer. You're talking to the business owner and say, "Where are you?" Okay, yeah, just yeah. so I'm on the right page. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Like, walk me through it. Why does anybody want to? Why do current clients buy from you? And what do you think uh, your differentiators are? Because okay, I think good. Very, yeah, it just I I want to know, and then sure. like just uh, surprise me. You know, what is it? And that's like, what are your competitors doing? How do you differentiate mm-hmm. from your competitors? And have they done that research? Have they have they played secret shopper, you know, for their competitors, I think is a as a fun, fun uh, way of describing it. Yes. And that's uh that is one that I will catch them off guard on. It's like, oh well, you know, like this is what we do. It's like, okay, we don't have to instantly go from thirty thousand feet down to five feet. Like, let's operate a little bit in the middle here. And just like, how do you compare to your customers? I mean, you know, a lot of your end customers, the ones actually making the purchase, you know, they're not always going to know the difference because, you know, the end customer does not think about your product or your services or your offerings all the time. Unlike us, Mm -hmm. we think about them all the time. Yes, we do. We think about all the time, but our end customers got lots of other things going on. They're thinking about their family, their current job. They're going to play golf today, whatever else, what other other things are going on. So there's a lot on their minds. But going back to differentiators, how do you compare to the uh, to the competition? So it's I like to do a competitive review. But if we're at a trade show, I was like, let's walk the floor. Like, think about your products and see what else other people have and listen, listen to them and just see what they have. So I think it's level setting on the competition and seeing how we kind of approach it. And then from there, it's, okay, where do you see the potential gap and the potential need that is not what the competition is doing, but it's going to be where the client's needs are. And it's not what you think the needs are for the client, but they are actual the needs of the client. Because we assume a lot on the on what the client actually needs we actually got to have some concrete evidence. And I think that's where having a proper sales journey and, and CRM journey, you can actually make sure you have the right differentiators when you want to move an opportunity along. 
Love it. Love it. All right. So then um, you're looking, you're looking at, I love the way you just said that the, the having the CRM and the pieces in place, because the last thing you want to do is take a whole sales journey that came out of your brain, right? And having it all written down with systems and processes. So somebody else that can duplicate it and then laying in the differentiators as to why your company is the best choice for your ideal client along the way brings everybody into the circle. And then that communication consistently can go forward. So I love the way that you, you, uh, you know, added that to your, to your system that you built out uh, for, for moving people along that, that buyer's journey. That's, that's really valuable in there. It's another great reason. Yes, no, uh, uh, absolutely. I wasn't thinking about it like that at, at the beginning, but no way you teed it up. I think it makes it makes complete sense. But it's when when people get leads in, you, you're going to get a lot of leads, but you need to be able to qualify those leads. And then you go from the qualification of the leads is, you know, customers to say, yes, I'd love to get a proposal from you. I'd love to be able to buy from you. But it's they're probably saying the same thing to other entities. Mm-hmm. You know, and the larger the opportunity the more bidders that they're going to they're going to be and just being in large sales and even you know government sales there's a lot of competition so you got to be able to build the relationship but making sure you differentiate yourself so when that proposal gets in front of the customer be like yes this is what i want i know why they have a, a solution that differentiates themselves from everybody else love it love it all right so this has been really actually helpful in in figuring out some of the reasons that you want to differentiate yourself and some of the ways that you differentiate yourself from the customer's eyes so that when they make that choice, they feel confident with the decision that they made because you've given them enough reason to choose you over the competition, you know, choosing you over uh, company B that looks exactly the same on the outside, right? Um, I love that. And, and I think I think that's what we're missing in today's market because you and I both know that through uh, the the internet and through ads and TV and everything that radio and all these external forces that are hitting the consumer today, mm-hmm. we're getting ads like like multiple ads every minute that desensitize the buyer. And if we can step out and and wear our red shirt, whatever that is, right? Wear our red shirt and a bunch of shirts of blue shirts, then then the buyer may perk up a little bit and listen a little bit more so that when they're ready to make their decision, you're more familiar to them because you've done the right things and you said the right things from their point of view. And I think that's what's that's the differentiation. And the why you that we're talking about here is how do you stand out in the crowd? No, absolutely. And you're right. I am completely bombarded with ads, uh, more ads, regardless of what social media platform I'm on. Uh, so, but you're absolutely right. It's, hey, I can do all these things for you and this is what I could do. But it's also going down to the uh, authenticity of, getting to what the client really needs and Absolutely. tailored to what the client actually needs. And, but they want something, they're going to spend money. You know, they want something that is tailored to them. And can you make sure you are positioned to answer 
uh, those needs. So that's asking a lot of the, the the right questions, understanding, going deep and understanding those uh, those needs. As long as it's not transactional sales, which is is totally different ballgame. Right. I got a widget. You're going to consume the widget. You're going to move on to it. You're going to buy right. a second widget next week. Yeah. Right. You and know? keep going and going and going. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but it, but it's all about building that the 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 quality. We're we're, built, we're going for quality because with the quality, then you can actually start to go deeper and deeper and deeper with those accounts, and they really become a, a true partner. And you and you're really building to a trusted advisor status, which I always recommend for uh, companies. Like you have those differentiators, and then they want to work with you, and you can really start to build to a trusted advisor status. Love that. And then price is no issue. Exactly. Yeah. Because. You solve what they need, uh, and then you can actually price effectively and be able to, yeah, price is not the issue. Yeah, love it. All right, Whitney, this has been a great conversation. You've added so many um, unique ideas to the differentiator and how important it is to separate yourself so that the customer knows why they're choosing you over somebody else. So where can listeners find out more about you and your company? They can find out more about me. You go to my website, cribworks.co, and you can find out uh, the information under the services tab uh, to find out more about me. Okay, awesome. And do you have something that you uh, that you share on that services tab? Yes, uh, I have a, it's called a sales accelerator that focuses on differentiators, but it also focuses on uh, the importance uh, of CRM and your sales journey. And we'll, I talk more about the uh, the individuals uh, that should be a makeup of adding uh, the components of going from a lead all the way to a proposal and what differentiators you should be looking at. So that will be awesome. all, yeah, all under the, uh, the sales tab on my website. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. That sounds great. And I know that uh, we can all use that kind of information to freshen up, you know, it, Re researching your competition and finding out why you're different is an ongoing process, listeners. It's not something that you do once and then you park it away and then you think about it again, you know, in a couple of years. It should be reviewed and analyzed. I'd like to think sometimes, you know, don't, I don't want to scare y'all, but quarterly, you know, you should be looking at your competition and how your buyer's needs are changing frequently. And on the worst case scenario, twice a year, you should be reevaluating this. So looking back at your business and saying, what really differentiates us? What, who are the new comp competitors in the market? What are our buyers needing and wanting from us that we can provide a service to? So if you can reevaluate this on a quarterly basis, you're going to be able to stay in front of your customer and, and be of value to them on, on in the time that they need it and not miss any of those great opportunities. So I would encourage you to go get Whitney's download and learn more about the differentiators and how you can separate yourself from the crowd. All right. I hope you've gotten a couple ideas, listeners, uh, to help your business be, be be more profitable if I can get my mouth to work here. And I know uh, Whitney's ideas will definitely do that for you. And as I mentioned before, how would you like to boost your net profitability 45% in just 30 days? Don't think it's possible? Of course it is, or I wouldn't offer it. Go check out my new training at the 30dayprofitbooster.com. This quick and easy profit boosting strategy can be done without spending more money on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. 
Go get more information again at 30dayprofitbooster.com. And Whitney and I would love to hear your answers as to what makes you different. Go ahead and post those in the comments below and we will respond to them and share them out. You never know, your customer might be listening to this podcast as well. And when you put your differentiator, you may make yourself aware to them. While you're at it, please subscribe. You don't want to miss future shows. And you can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Whitney. Hey, thank you for, thank you. There we go.